Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your host, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We are a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. And Jen, we have a special guest with us today. Who, who are we talking with, Jen? So we, we have the pleasure of having uh, Leela Britton with Curvy Custom Bride, who is a custom designer for dresses. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Leela, um, so just so everybody who's listening kind of has an idea, what is it that you do at Curvy Custom Bride? So it sounds like I make dresses. And while that's true on the outside of it, what actually is happening behind the scenes is that what I'm trying to do ultimately is make sure that everybody that is getting ready to get married, that they are sort of at their best. So I don't fuel people with like, you look so good, you look amazing, that kind of stuff. What I'm trying to do is through the dressmaking process, make something that that person is going to feel very authentic in and that they will feel like not super self-conscious, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're not self-conscious, you're not picking at yourself, you're not pulling on the dress, you're not, you know, worried that people are looking at you funny or, you know, those kind of things, then you can actually be present and this is the long version. And the thing is, is that when you walk into this next chapter of your life, I believe that walking in, not being self-conscious is a really, really good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm making dresses, I'm customizing dresses, and I'm doing alterations on dresses, all with the underlying current that I want people to not be self-conscious. I love that. And you are definitely fulfilling a need because I know that there are so many gorgeous dresses out there, but it's not for everyone. I mean, all different types of, of shapes and sizes, there's not a, a one size fits all when it comes to wedding dresses. And I, I love that you are coming up with a way to solve that. You know, and I actually, when I started this, I thought that I was going to be working with people that identified as curvy. And then I realized that everybody wanted to have really good fit and everybody was kind of like feeling self-conscious, you know, bottom yeah. line, people were coming in and like, you know, they would call me and say, hi, I have this dress. I'm wondering if you would alter it for me but I don't have big boobs or, but, you know, I'm petite, but I'm mm. very thin, but, and I'm like, that's okay. Like all of these things are okay. And so then now it's really just kind of curvy has turned into this shorthand for, I just want it to fit and I want to feel good. And I don't want somebody to tell me that I feel that I should feel good, that they just want to feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. I get that because I know a lot of times if I dress up for something, I spend half the time I'm there thinking about, but did I fold this pocket square right? Did I do this right? Did I do that right? And I'm self-conscious about the way I dress to the point where, like you said, like I'm not even present and in the moment because I'm thinking too much about what will other people think about how I'm presenting myself. So the idea of a dress that just kind of fades away and lets you be who you are because you just feel comfortable and you feel you feel great in it. Like that's, that's very powerful. I like that a lot. And on that reverse, when you do walk into a room, when you have a dress, you feel confident in, it's like <laughs> the world is yours. Like yep. it should, you, you want it to be your day. And that's an amazing way to make it your day by being fully present and confident that yeah you look amazing. And, and so that, I think that is something that a lot of brides are not thinking about until maybe they even get to the wedding day. And they're like, you know, I really wish that I wasn't pulling up my dress all the time, or, um, I wasn't thinking about how tight it is at the bottom and how, like when I sit down, we have some issues there. Like those are things that we hear as photographers. Oh, I bet. And so I, I can just 
if we can start educating couples to make a decision based on what makes them confident and having the awareness of what the day is going to be like, then I think that we would see couples having a, a lot better experience the day of their wedding. I completely agree. Like, imagine if you, like what you were just saying, that when you walk into a room and you know you look bomb, you don't have to have anybody tell you. If they tell you, all you do is you go, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know that you know, and you don't have to like, you know, I feel like as women, we tend to look for other people's approval and judgment of our bodies, no matter where you are on the spectrum of weight or shape or size or anything. We're not talking about any of that because nobody's getting out of this alive. Like everybody is suffering in some way, shape or form from what I've seen. Everybody is suffering, especially when they get to their wedding. They don't look like that typical bride, because if you don't have an hourglass figure, you're not a bride. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain things that get ingrained into people's brains. But so, okay, so you were saying something about, you know, on the wedding day, how you're going to feel that you just go, oh, my God, I didn't even think to, like, sit down during a fitting. So <laughs> one of the things that I do is that actually um, I have people sit down. I have them, like, if they have, like, anything, like, mesh shoulders or anything like that, I have them, like, reach for a phone really fast or, like, you know, karate move kind of thing, whatever mm -hmm. your dance moves are. We have like a dance party uh, fitting so that you're moving around. You're actually prepping for the reception, not just yeah. the very stationary ceremony, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're working through the whole stage of the day so that they know that when they get to the end of the day, they're going, wow, I could stay in this like a whole nother day. You know, that's the level of comfort that I'm aiming for. And I do think that it helps photographers and it helps everybody because when you walk in and you're like, I mean, this dress isn't going anywhere, then your photographer, you guys don't have to like massage anybody to say like, no, 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 you look good. No, it's okay. No, we'll just hold it in the back. Yeah. It's fine. We'll just have like Joey in the back holding your dress <laughs> close. You know, I mean, whatever the worst case scenario yeah. is. Yeah, it's... What I've always said, because um, our couples will ask, like, what should I wear for engagement sessions? And I always tell them, wear what you feel confident in, because you're going yeah. to always like every single one of those photos. Because if you feel confident, you like the way that you look when those pictures come back. I could yeah. not create anything that is going to be remotely what they're expecting if they don't feel good in what they're wearing. And so, that happens the wedding day on the wedding wedding day too. And so what I urge our listeners to do is just really be cautious, uh, conscious about not only what kind of trend they want to set, but also is this something that they're going to feel great in and be able to look back at the photos and say, okay, yes, these were, this is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad I picked this dress. I looked great. I, it was, I made it my day and I made the dress my, I made the dress me. If we could circle back for a second, I would like to talk about this, uh, this retinue of things you make the brides do in their dress to make sure it'll work for them. Is this like a, have you considered like a wedding dress workout program and running that out of your studio? <laughs> How sweat resistant are these dresses? Let's really get into this. Yeah. So, um, you can do karate, you can do, um, I mean, if your dress allows, you can do some martial arts. Actually this, um, the final fitting has become a dance party because a bride of mine a couple years ago, um, she she had um, a very fitted dress and she was like, okay, Leela, I need to make sure I can dance. So we grabbed my speaker, we put on some music and we just danced around and she was like, I need to know that I can go low. And so then she was like, <laughs> you know, hiking up her dress just a little bit cause it was snug, yeah. right? So she's hiking it up and she's like, okay, this is good. And then she's like, we need to let it out because I need to go lower. You know, so like that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like that is who she is. 
And what I found is that everybody has a song that clicks with them, that they're like, okay, all I want to be able to do is my dance move. And um, since we don't have video for the podcast, then you can't see my awesome dance moves. But everybody has like the move that they need to know that they can do. And the reality is we're not sitting for very long, but being able to sit and not worry that you're going to like rip something mm-hmm. like people will say like, oh, my God, I don't want to sit down. I'm nervous. So I'm like, if it rips, I can fix it. But if you wait until the wedding, I'm not going to be at your wedding, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so let's do it now. So like karate, dancing, the dance moves that you feel like you need to do. I mean, I could pretty much do like um, a bride boot camp for wearing your dress, like certain yeah. things that you want to practice for sure. Yeah. We need to get a video of this and maybe we'll put it in our group and then <laughs> done, done. Get, we could do like TikTok, you know, get like, I love it. Really, really hip with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that tiktok crowd <laughs> they would no, love but it seriously, though, like the fittings are so like you know they're they're an hour long which um sometimes doesn't seem long enough because like it takes about 20 minutes to warm up the dress so like usually you see this with like strapless dresses and typically with bridesmaids because bridesmaids don't tend to spend that much time on their dress mm-hmm. because they figure it's fine right which is i think subtext is it's not fine it's never fine when somebody says no it's fine it's never fine no. but you say it's fine and right yeah. and so then like strapless dresses you zip it up you're like ah, it's fine i'm not going to spend any more money on this because i have to do this 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 whatever but then they get to the wedding the whole time 20 minutes in i promise you if it hasn't been tailored they're pulling up their strapless dresses brides the same thing if they haven't had enough time to actually sit in the dress, not literally sit, but like be in the dress so that the fibers will actually warm up to your body and Mm -hmm. then they'll actually relax. So it's like jeans on Monday versus jeans on Friday. By Friday, you're like pizza, donuts, everybody, come on. (laughs) But then on Monday, you've washed them and all of a sudden you're like, you know, contemplating how many salads you could make and enjoy, right? So like, that's the same thing with your wedding dress. It's, it has to warm up before you can actually start tailoring it. Cause then 20 minutes later, it's going to have relaxed. So you do want that dress to be a little snug when you first zip up, you know, check. And so a lot of the fittings that I do are going in checking, but really checking in with my client, you know, to see mm-hmm. how are they coping with the stress of getting a wedding ready. You know, the dress, the dress, I know it's going to look good because once they talk and I can tell that they're comfortable, then I know that the fitting is good, Mm -hmm. right? If they're not talking, they're holding their body, they're holding their breath, you know, immediately that's not, that's not working and they don't know how to say anything about it, Mm -hmm. you know? So like throughout the fittings, let's say if somebody isn't talking, you can tell that they're not breathing very much. They're just kind of holding their breath. You can tell that they don't they don't want to say what they really have to say, then we have a dialogue about it. And usually it's this something, something doesn't feel right, but they don't want to upset me. Right. Mm -hmm. As you know, in the wedding industry, and I think you guys talked about this in uh, the, the episode where you're talking about ghosting, you know, where like people, you know, vendors and couples are so afraid of telling a vendor, Oh, I chose somebody else that, that happens still when you're working with them. They don't want to speak up. They don't want to say, hey, you know what? I actually, this doesn't feel right. Can we change it? You know, the nice thing is, is that by building trust, again, it's not about the dress, but by building trust with my clients, then they get to the point where they can say, you know what? This alteration, it didn't work. It doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is. Please help me. And then we can tweak things and we can undo things, redo things, do them differently so that they feel, so that they don't feel self-conscious, right? So that they Mm -hmm. feel confident walking into this next chapter of their life. But if you just do the fitting without the person in mind, it's very easy to miss all of these things and to have dresses that don't feel good, that are either too tailored, too tight, or too loose, or too Mm -hmm. long, or too short, or too 
all of these things because you haven't taken that person into consideration. <laughs> Sounds like you really have to do well at uh, reading people's nonverbal communication during the fittings so that Absolutely. you can kind of get a better idea of what's going on and what you need to address with them. And it's really, actually, it's not that hard. I Actually, one of, one of the degrees that I started when I was trying to get an undergrad degree, which I didn't get in sewing or anything related to fashion, but like <laughs> well, I started out as um, a psych major and I studied body language just as like a side project because apparently my mind needed more. And so like in studying body language, it's little tiny things, you know, where, you know, if somebody keeps pulling at something or tugging at something, they're trying to say something. They're trying to speak up, but they're so nervous. We're so nervous because people are so volatile when you say, hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that one word puts a lot of people into panic. You know, no, I chose a different photographer, but thank you so much. Like we don't, we're not, we haven't been educated in the art of saying what we actually mean. So through, again, this trust and all of this stuff, I can see somebody picking and doing that kind of stuff and go ahead and tailor it and like pin it or move it around. And then they usually say, how did you know? (laughs) Which it's like, well, I mean, you've been pulling at that one section for like 10 minutes. I figured something was going on, you know? And so then they don't have to, so that you give them a little bit of grace and then you can move through things. But doing those kind of things where you are reading people's nonverbal cues, Mm -hmm. it does build a lot of trust, you know, because people feel seen. And I think that that's really important as, you know, you're getting married and you're, all of this stuff has come up, your baggage comes out, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You don't ever like to just pretend to your clients that you're just a mind reader, you know, a little bit of that uh, ESP going on. (laughs) I I can hear your thoughts. (laughs) That happened to me recently. Well, not recently, recently, but like this woman came in um, for a custom consult and we were looking, we had gone through my lace book and she was like, no, it's just, but she didn't want to say none of this is really hitting me. But I was like, let's keep looking, you know? And, um, and I have like incredible endurance for looking at fabric online. So I was like just flipping through pages through, uh, the wholesaler that I work with and we kept going through and like swiping through different pictures. And like, I would be like, you like that one? And she would be like, how did you know? And I'm like, (laughs) like, it was like not totally nonverbal. And I didn't notice that I was picking up on it. She was creeped out by the end. She was like, I don't know how you do but every single time, but she, it was like, like little, you know, micro movements where she would like either like have like a little intake of breath. Like it would be like little, really subtle things, but I started picking up on them and then I couldn't shut them down. And so then I was like, okay, I just need her to say, I like this one instead of me yeah. being like, Ooh, this one too. And she'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so great. So that wasn't like a bonus or a plus for her. That was more of a creepy thing for her. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, like, you know, wonder because I do this to my kids too. Like, they'll be like, mama, how do you know? And I'm like, well, I mean, your body language is being really loud right now. And I can tell that and they're like, stop it. So they tell me, I don't know. I haven't, I mean, I've, from clients, from brides, I've heard, you know, that people like it because then they feel like I'm helping them get to the point where they can say what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is hard, you know? Absolutely. So at what level do your clients start at? Are you, are you starting from scratch with some or are you mostly, yeah. So are you, so we're we're looking at potential bride comes in and she's like, I want a custom dress that looks like nobody else's dress. Can you help me with that? Yes. Usually I get emails, like people will go through my website and they'll send me like through the contact sheet, they'll send me like, it says like uh, something like uh, my dream dress looks like or something like that. And mm-hmm. so then they type in like, I'm trying to make it di- like more like a dialogue because for me, this whole process of creating 
a dress from raw materials where you're like, you have like fabric in your hands or lace in your hands or like the Mm -hmm. buttons in a bag or like your zipper. You know what I mean? Like you're taking all of these components and putting them together to become what, what they really want, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is, so I do a lot of like from scratch pieces. Yeah. Not a lot. I don't want to sound like I do like you know, I mean, one, one is a lot to me because I've made clothing before and I would, I I have a lot of respect for what you do because I know if I made my own dress, it would have fallen apart and I almost did it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but I, I, I took on way too much for our wedding anyways, but there was something I had in mind. There was a dress I had in mind and I could not find it anywhere. And so I did compromise a little bit, but I did end up loving my dress. And I still think that I made a good decision, even looking back at the photos, but there was just, it was like, man, I just want this dress so bad and I can't find it anywhere. And I wish I knew you then because I would have been perfect. I know. I always, I, I had actually a bride a couple years ago that was like, she had gone to, you know, one of the big bridal shops here in town and was looking for something that was like lace on the top, but like super chill laid back, which is her personality, a hundred percent. She didn't want a bunch of understructure that was like holding and pinching and doing all that stuff. She just wanted something very lightweight, um, but lace on the top, sleeves to like her elbows, like, and then she wanted a tulle skirt, but with gray behind it. Oh, interesting. Right? And then, like, it was so cool talking through the whole process with her was because um, she kept saying, like, you know, I think I want... It's so funny when people download with me at their first consultation because they, they just, like, they're like, well, I like this and I like this. And it's, like, basically their Pinterest board in verbal format. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay. So then you just... You basically... It's the same thing if you were to look at a visual Pinterest board, you would basically see the patterns in their likes. And then you can, from that, either a conversation or the board, you can put together what they want. And then at that point, I sketch things out so that then I can say visually like this. And then they say, uh, yes, but can we move this over? Could we tweak this? Could this be this? Could this be that? And then it's like another sketch would like this, you know? And so then it's really a dialogue because then like some people will come in and think they want one thing. And then by the end of the consultation, which is an hour and a half because it takes that long to download. Mm -hmm. So like after the whole hour and a half, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I was going to choose that dress. You know, so it's really interesting watching people process their likes and societal's view of what they should wear mm-hmm. it's really fascinating from a psychological point of view yeah just out of curiosity do you think there is a type of bride that shouldn't have a a custom dress that's made from scratch that's a good question i don't think that there's one that shouldn't but if they don't want to do it they shouldn't yeah <laughs> i guess if you don't want to don't do it you know it's I don't think that there's like a particular person like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that there's a particular type of person that shouldn't do it. Like, do you mean like if they're like a type or if they're like, you know, very controlling, like that kind of thing. Or too laid back. Or do you feel like the, have you just with the process for at first, I should ask how long have you been, doing um how how long have you been running a curvy custom bride oh it's my first day oh yeah <laughs> well <laughs> congratulations um, she's made everything up before now <laughs> i'm so glad i'm on this podcast you know as my you know maiden voyage for this <laughs> um, so i actually started curvy custom bride as a rebrand for my um what started out as a blog mm-hmm. i used to be a big time blogger yeah and um was when I was teaching myself how to sew and then it just kept developing and growing into like more and more people asking me to make things for them and they kept giving me money for it and so then I was like ah 
this looks like a business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was, I, I did realize where the hole was, where the gap was in uh, the bridal world. And the biggest thing was um, considering the person wearing the dress. And I know that a lot of shops will say that they, you know, they love their brides and all of that stuff. And I totally get it. And a lot of shops here in town are doing an exceptional job. And I love a lot of them. A lot of them I have very close connections to. But like, there's still one component where like, where you're getting into the fit and like the brain of the person. So three years, three years, 2016. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost at four years. So mm-hmm. in like, at the end of this, in the fall, it'll be four years that I rebranded. And then once the rebrand happened, I was just easier to find, you know, because yeah. if you're typing in Kirby Bride, pop, I pop right up. Mm-hmm. So, but I've been sewing big gowns, I should say, because I started out sewing my own clothes in 2007 and then really focused on fit, which is obviously what I focus on now. But then I started working on costumes so like victorian costumes because i was really into steampunk for a hot minute yeah and i'm gonna go to san diego comic-con with some friends of mine and we were all gonna dress up in steampunk disney princesses as steampunk that disney sounds princesses. awesome <laughs> so Love it. i was like asking my friend who had sewn for a long time and i was like well you know where should i buy the corset or the bustle or I, I just don't know where to start and she was like well always start from the bottom out or like you know the closest thing to your body out so undergarments first so then I was like well but can I just buy one and she's like no make it it's fine you'll figure it out <laughs> okay. so so then I looked up how to draft a corset and thank you Google because I found everything that I needed to know from websites YouTube yeah and so it was through teaching myself how to make victorian costumes and it just kind of evolved from there and then i got a job working for a designer in town and i realized what a gap where like what a big hole there was for for people who were kind of like outlier bodies which is why i started it as curvy custom bride but it's really evolved into everybody has curves Mm -hmm. yeah that was a long wasn't it <laughs> no it, it was very interesting though so <laughs> um, i just like slipped in the nerd element just like super <laughs> quickly in there i was like ah let's see what happens <sighs> oh, so i mean great. the nerd element was the coolest part from my point of view so <laughs> pretty cool. oh nice what uh disney steampunk princess were you going to be um i was snow white nice love yes. it yes so I was Snow White, and I actually ended up doing some photos over at Fort Harrison, uh, whatever that place is called. I did some photos there a while ago. I think I took them off my Instagram because I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Those need to go back up because we would love to see them. So, Leela, you're engaged. <gasps> oh, my God. I am? You are. <laughs> congratulations. Surprise um, congratulations. <laughs> It's my first day and I'm engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you designing your own dress? Yes, both of our dresses. (gasps) I love it. Oh, that's awesome. So I already did a um, a consult. So I, it's so funny because like, no matter who comes to me, I always treat them with the respect. It's going to sound weird, but with the respect of a stranger, you know how you like treat strangers a little bit nicer than you treat your family. So I like to treat people, um, everybody kindly, obviously, first and foremost, but I also like to like respect people's time and stuff. So even if like my, one of my kids asks me to make them something, I'll do like a consultation and I'll do sketches for them and we'll talk through inspiration. We'll look at fabric. We do all of the steps that I would do with a paying client. And Mm -hmm. so I did the same thing with Amanda and we did you know, we sat down and we talked about what elements she liked and she liked, she liked a lot of the components from the custom collection that I have. And so we're like, we played dress up one time and she got to try on different pieces and like, you know, modify the pieces from within the collection to really fit 
her personality and her style and her aesthetic and her vibe. And so, um, so she, her dress is designed. We know what she wants Mm -hmm. and now I just have to do mine. Yeah. Are you guys going to have a dance party with your, your dress? Your dresses you know, just to make sure they I mean, fit. we definitely will for the fittings, but I don't, I mean, if like coronavirus like goes for like a second, second, you know, yeah, stay at home party, then, you know, who knows what'll happen. But yeah, we definitely will have like dance party with dresses on for fittings to make sure that we can dance. <laughs> what would you, what would be your song of choice? Oh my God, that's so hard. Cause I like so many different, um, kinds of music. I don't know. We both like musicals, so maybe we would pick a musical song. I don't know. I don't know. What would be yours? What 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 would be my song that, yeah. I, that I would dance to? <laughs> yeah. That's that's a tough question because, as you know, I don't dance. He doesn't dance. If we could get him to dance, it would be a flipping miracle. Well, <laughs> do you want to dress? Because there's a dance party at the end. I do want to dress. <laughs> yes. Sounds I bet great. you do. I think everybody totally does. Would. I want a steampunk one, though. <gasps> Ooh. Steampunk yeah. Doctor Who themed. <gasps> that would be great. I was going to do a femme tenth doctor a long time ago, and it took me forever to try and find the brown pinstripe with the blue pinstripe. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and I have some, like, velvet that is, it's like a stretch velvet that looks very similar, but I just never did it because it never felt like authentic enough like act mm. screen accurate enough well it's so. perfect for steve so <laughs> there's your there's your foundation oh my god i've got the tie i've got the 10th doctor's tie somebody Ooh, nice. gave it to me a while ago awesome oh yeah oh, i'm so glad that you're a doctor who fan <laughs> look at this guy oh my gosh Hi. i love that <laughs> isn't that cute i got it so um i got this little it's like a template kind of thing that you can get off of uh, Spoonflower, I think it was. And then um, and then you just like sew it up and then you have yourself a little plushy 10th Doctor. Have you been to the uh, Doctor Who store that's in a uh, place Canby. like Canby that's like south of Indianapolis? I haven't been to the store itself, but I always visit um, the booth at like Gen Con and, mm-hmm. you know, the comic shops yeah. here in town. So we were like kids in candies, a candy store when we walked in there. (laughs) Okay. So have you been watching? Did you watch the, are you up to date? Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had a really hard time. I was watching, I think I was watching the Capaldi stuff with the wrong people, but I did not like it for whatever reason. And then Amanda and I, it got in our heads. We were like, you know what? Let's give Capaldi another, another go. Cause she had stopped around. Capaldi. I think she liked Smith. I didn't care for Smith. So mm-hmm. I kind of stopped. And it was just like bad people that you're watching it with, which really like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it like clouds how you, how you do this, which actually is the same thing as going dress shopping. When you go dress shopping with somebody that's like, this one is your dress. And you're like, okay, I'll get it. And then yeah. you get, when you're like, that's not my dress at all. So same thing with Doctor Who, you know, like it's like parallel, you know, and so we can like, always bring it back to Doctor Who. Who's the professional <laughs> podcaster here bringing us back from Doctor Who to the topic we're supposed to be talking about? Because it's not us. Uh, <laughs> as a professional. So like, so basically like, um, so then we watched through the, all of the Capaldi stuff again. Loved it. And I already, already liked the actor. But for some reason, so anyway, so we watched through all of that, and then we just got through, um, what's her name? Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Completely different. I see why people didn't like her, but, you know, I'm a fan. So now we're up to di- up to speed, I think. I think she was more like the Christopher Eccleston. Was that Chris- Christopher? Eccleston. Eccleston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's, her personality is more like his. Not as... Oh, I can see that. I mean, if we're I like comparing Chris to Eccleston. any of the others, you do what? I loved Chris Eccleston's uh, season, just one, but still. Yeah. Oh my God. I could watch that one over and over and over again. It was such a moody, broody doctor. And then to like, you know, go straight into 10 with that, like where everybody falls in love with him. And like, you know, yeah. it's like they make little squishy dolls of him and. 
So <laughs> it was brilliantly played. Yeah, I yeah. I started to fall in love with it with David Tennant. And now oh, I'm in love with David Tennant. So but I love yes. his wife even more. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but I'm like, oh my gosh, she is amazing. No, I don't. We're we're, we're getting way, now. We're way really, off topic okay, now. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's bring it back. We're probably going to have to cut Did out most of Did you want to talk it. more about uh, Georgia Tennant? <laughs> I tried. I tried, man. I, I brought it back to like dress shop. <laughs> when I was planning my wedding, I didn't think it was possible for me to be able to afford a dress, a custom dress to be made. So, and I, I think it was just the lack of, of research and I, I think availability too. We got married yeah. in 2008. So there was probably a lot less available than I think the wedding industry has just kind of blossomed since then. Yeah. But what are, what are brides looking at when they're a range, like as far as if they're going in to speak with a designer and I know everyone is different, but what kind of prices are they looking at if they are just wanting kind of similar to what they're seeing on the shelves? Okay. So that's, what's tricky because there's a huge range of what you see on the shelves, you know, and I know, you know that, I mean, that's not a you know, big surprise, but like the, the problem with, um, with off the rack wedding dresses is that the price doesn't necessarily tell you the quality. Sometimes it does. And some designers are higher quality than other designers, despite the price range that they have their dresses priced out at, you know? Um, So like um, the thing that tends to happen though, is that uh, when you walk into a dress shop and you say, this is my budget, and then uh, you are shown a bunch of dresses that are either at the top of your budget or out of your budget, which I've heard happens way too often. Yeah. Then what um, what tends to happen is that nobody's telling them that they're going to have to pay for alterations. And like I've had brides that tell me that um, where I was charging eight fifty for all of the alterations, like all three fittings, dance party, um, <laughs> everything included, the hem, the bustle, all of the bust alterations, they had been quoted 1200 somewhere else. So there's no, yeah. you know, there's no way to know, is the person charging more better, right? But also, back to the dress shop, nobody's telling these brides that their alterations are going to be up to $1,200, mm-hmm. right? So like most people are like, well, I just really want a cheap dress. And then they go and they find a cheap dress and then altering said cheap dress ends up being more expensive than the dress itself. Yeah. Right. So if people were to look at, you know, 850, 950, up to 1200, up, you know, and beyond, depending on what you're doing, if you're adding stuff, getting a veil, which you can also do through me. Nice plug, right? (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, like you can do, you know, depending on what you're looking for and what you need, you could spend as much as another dress on your alterations, which you should really consider before even going out and looking at dresses, because then you know what your budget actually is, right? Yeah. Unless you have a dress budget and an alterations budget. Now, circle it back to Kirby Custom Bride. I have three tiers. The first tier is $1,500, and it includes all of your fittings. It includes fabric up to $150. If you go over that, then you pay more than that, more than the $1,500. And then that, but those, that price is for any of the dresses within my custom collection, Mm -hmm. okay? My custom collection can be found online. But it's also like it's very similar to a lot of dresses that you can see on the shelves now. You know, yeah. a lot of them are um, are really things that I have found with my past brides that they really like. You know, things that keep coming around, things that, you know, that people feel very confident in, so on and so forth. And then so that's fifteen hundred, one hundred fifty dollar of uh, fabric is included materials I cover. Then there's the $3,000 package, 
and that's where we start designing something that is not within the collection. Okay. Yeah. Um, that includes $300 worth of fabric, fabric mm -hmm. only. I cover materials. And then, um, $5,000 is including, I haven't looked at my sheet lately, more money for fabric. And then, um, and that is for anything that we're going big skirts, large trains, yeah. lots of tool, lots of beading, lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of. So from 1500, I mean, it could really go sky's the limit with the $3,000 dresses and above. And really, I'm, don't tell anyone, but <laughs> all my brides that I'm doing um, a watercolor uh, painting of their dress design. So then they get that framed as a keepsake after the process is all done and they have their dress and then they have their watercolor and then it's like all part of the package. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the $3,000 package, $5,000 package. And then with the bigger packages, like the 1500 one is more of like a la carte. So if you want a veil, we add that on top of whatever you're paying in fabric. If yeah. you want trim or you know beading or whatever lace on your veil you pay for that on top of so it's more of an a la carte with the bigger packages there's more of a like sure let's add it on and there's never you know what i mean like your cap is higher mm -hmm. so you end up paying one amount period right yeah but so don't tell anyone no. <laughs> with Curvy Custom Bride, are you mostly working with people who are here in the Midwest or are you working with people like from all over the U.S. or all over the world? Like what's your clientele look like? Um, I currently have a bride that lives in L.A., but her mom lives in Noblesville, so mm -hmm. she just travels for fittings. Of course, she's not traveling now for fittings, so her dress is kind of we're just waiting for her to be able to get out here for her next fitting. But as long as somebody can come in for a fitting, it's fair game. You know, I have had people from Texas, of course, this girl from uh, California. You know, it just depends wherever. I don't mind where people are coming from. I've had people come down from Michigan, from Ohio, like, you know, five, six hours. That's that's a drive uh, mm -hmm. for me. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Like, so, you know, as long as people can get to me for fittings, I'm game. Yeah. So if, if there are couples out there that are looking to find a, a designer to customize a dress for them, what are some of the questions they should be asking a potential designer to make sure that they're a good fit for them? One of the questions that I've, that I've had that I think is a really great question that, kind of, that, that, you know, that I think you should ask is, uh, what happens if I don't like it? You know? Yeah. I mean, the answer is, well, you know, I'm not, I don't make made to measure. Made to measure is where I take your measurements. The next time you come in, here's your dress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have it altered. Move along. Right. Um, some made to measure will also tailor it afterwards. But what I'm doing is actually building it on your body. So I'm prepping pieces to be able to try on your body every single time you come in. So it's a slow, it feels like a slow process because I need your body to be able to, to check, to see that when your body warms up the fabric, that it's going to warm up to the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like being able to walk into a situation with a designer to be able to be as much yourself as possible will give you all the information that you need. If you start talking and there's something, some way that you're talking that I just can't hear you, we're probably not going to be a good fit mm -hmm. building a dress for you where I need to understand what you're saying, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it goes both ways where you want to know that you're going to enjoy each other's company because you're going to be spending a lot of time with that person, you know, with that designer yeah. or with that client. You, I'm sure you guys do the same thing with uh, photography clients. You want to really? know that you're going to click, you know? Because you're going to be telling them, hey, you know what? Your uncle, man, like, we need to talk. You know, yeah. I mean, whatever it is, like, there <laughs> has to be that that trust that you can actually speak up and say whatever you want to say. So, like, 
being yourself is like the best data collector you can possibly bring into a first consultation. So one time I actually, I, I did this multiple times, actually, not just one time. I'll admit to that much. But like I had this, uh, it was a new client and she went, she went forward with her dress, which, you know, God love her. But like, she was like, we were talking and I got, I got lost. And I was like, and I just said, you know what I was thinking about? I was just thinking that um, if I ever had a lobotomy, this is what my voice would sound like. And then I did the voice. And then she was like looking at me like, what? <laughs> to her. And then I was just like, I kept going and I was laughing and like she had her two sisters there. And, and so then they started like nervously, like kind of laughing, but not sure if like, there was something maybe medically wrong that they should alert me of that maybe I'm not aware of. And then, so then that happened. And then they were like, yeah, sure. We'd love to go ahead with the dress. And, and I was like, I mean, you should know what you're getting into right away. Yeah. Because if I am comfortable in who I am, then you get to be comfortable in who you are. And then we can be the best us's that we can possibly be. And then if I'm comfortable, I promise you I'll do better work. But if I'm not comfortable, I'm not going to be able to do the best work that I can possibly do for you. So if I feel like somebody's judging me for how I dress, how I talk, how I look like a kindergartner or, you know, I've got my whole like kinderwear that I love wearing, like these little like pinafore dresses. It's like a thing now for me. And so I always say like, oh, you know, I'm wearing my kinderwear and people like they laugh and they're just like, OK, that's Leela. Because on one hand, I need to be more the most me that I that I am so that I can be the best me for you, but also so that the other person can be comfortable in themselves. I think that rings true with all vendors being chosen, especially if you're going to be spending time with them, because I I can tell you that we've had clients that we just did not click with. And it's. I think that we did a good job, but it's not work that we're proud of because we just couldn't connect. Yeah. And so it's incredibly important <clears throat> that you're always connecting with your vendors because yeah, it, especially if you're doing creative work, yeah. like you, you have to be able to first read people. And if you can't communicate verbally, you're not going to be able to read those, those physical cues, those social cues that um, might be unique to them. But also just having that trust and being comfortable and expressing what you want and what you need um, is just, it's absolutely huge with working with creatives. Yeah, it's so, it's so, so true. Like it has to be, you know, I, I used to dress a slightly different way. I was always wearing fitted dresses and I had this whole like vintage vibe going, blah, blah, blah. And while I liked it, I felt like I was so self-conscious. I felt like I looked good because I was making all my clothes. I knew that they fit well. And, you know, I felt very confident walking into a room. But at the same time, now that I have my kinderwear, you know, mm -hmm. trademark. No, I'm just kidding. But like <laughs> now that I have like clothes that I feel more like me in, I feel like my work has improved because of that, you know? <laughs> But it has to be like as a creative person, I realize that that just wearing what I want to wear, no matter what, like if I want to go in my Birkenstocks and people like look me up and down and they're like, she makes wedding dresses. Like if somebody's going to judge me based on that, we're yeah. probably not a good fit. And that's OK, because there are other designers who will fit the perceived notion that if you're in fashion, you have to wear things that are quote unquote fashionable right yeah so I do but I do think coming back to your original question being just walking in and being very earnestly yourself will give you all the answers that you answers to questions you don't even know you have yeah mm. I think that's wonderful advice that was some really great advice, Leela. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and for everything that you shared with us today while we were talking. Um, just for our listeners' sake, where can they go to find more about you online? They can go to curvycustombride.com. I hang out a lot in my Instagram stories at curvycustombride. And from there, 
I mean, I have a Facebook, but, eh, you know. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that real hard. Yeah. I kind of forget it's there sometimes. Mostly my older relatives there. Yeah. <laughs> so mainly like the website and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing. Our listeners are going to love this. Uh, such great content. And I think this is just something that people don't even realize is an option. So I think that what we've talked about today will at least give them some options. Uh, and now they know where to find you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much and have a great night. Yeah, this was so great. Thank you so much for uh, recording with us. Jen, that was awesome having Leela on the podcast, but I think that's going to do it for us now this week here at Wedded. Jen, where can listeners find us? If you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners, we're growing on Facebook. Even though we said we don't get on Facebook, we do for this group. (laughs) Uh, you can join the Wedded Facebook group and don't forget to add your love buddies to the group. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. And thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. Bye-bye. I love you, babe. I love you too.